Is the crypto bull market back? We're going to answer that question. And at the end of the video, we'll tell you how we're playing this. Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. The Bean Pod is presented by Dowmaker, the top crypto launchpad in the industry. Dowmaker allows people to participate in top crypto projects before they launch and generate some of the best returns you can find anywhere. They also provide growth solutions for crypto projects that are looking for funding and assistance with marketing. With their revolutionary new public strongholder offerings, everyone can get early access to top crypto projects regardless of their net worth. Dowmaker is rapidly disrupting the venture capital industry. If you're interested, head over to dowmaker.com to learn more. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Is the bull market back for Bitcoin and crypto? This is huge. We're going to answer that question today. And at the end of the video, we're going to tell you how we're playing it. There's been a ton of catalysts so far. Let's dive in. So basically what I want to talk about today is what are the catalysts driving this bounce for Bitcoin, as we can see in the back? Where is it going to go from here? How do the charts look? This is an important time, right? Mm, for a while... Man, it's been bearish. Uh, we peaked, Bitcoin peaked middle of November right. of 2021. And we've been on a steady decline for months now. Doesn't that seem like three years ago <laughs> when Bitcoin was at 69K in November? <laughs> it does. It feels like an eternity. I think I'm about 10, 15 years older. <laughs> you look like you're 10, 15. I don't know. You got a fresh haircut though. Yeah, you're looking yeah, yeah. sharp. That's it. So, so, all right. November 8th, the day before, yeah, the day before my birthday. That's, yeah. there we go. You yeah. have aged. So we were at what, 69K. We've been in a downtrend for what, three months now? Three or four months. Yeah, we're yeah. going into April, believe it or not. Brutal. So yeah, five, five months. Well, what are we doing now? So we were at 69K. We ranged down for three months to about, it was about two, two and a half months of downtrend from mm. November 8th to January 21st. Right. Then we've kind of been consolidating, right? We've kind of been crabbing, going sideways, up, down, up, down. That movement for Bitcoin has been going between 36,000 and 45,000. Now, that was from January 21st to about last week mm -hmm. when we finally broke above the 45K top of that range. That was huge. So now everyone's trying to, starting to talk. Is the bull market back? Because an uptrend is starting to play out in the charts. So, this is where, you know, if it is actually the start of a new bull trend, this is where the big entries can be made, right? Yeah. And this is a, a really important time for all the big whale holders, they don't really want the price of Bitcoin to, to drop again because then it's going to put fear back in the market. Nobody's going to be buying. Right now, and we can tell based off of our content, people are kind of flooding back into the market. Right. The almost kind of is settling back in again. No doubt. The whales want to hold this price at least for a little while to bring a whole bunch of buyers back in. You know, the Michael, the Michael Saylors of the world who are buying what a hundred million dollars worth of bitcoin every single day yeah he wants people to come in for sure the doquan guy yeah the, so it's the the founder of terra, terra luna. luna he wants he's buying a billion worth right he wants people to come in like yeah, let's yeah. hold it here for a bit and i think that's what they're thinking so bitcoin's up 40 percent in the last month mm. right significant and altcoins are, are trailing behind but let's let's get into some of the catalyst about why bitcoin is bouncing right so the first one we can talk about was one you just brought up, the Terra Luna thing. Right. So the founder of Terra Luna, Do Kwon, said Terra Luna is going to be buying up to $10 billion worth of Bitcoin and use it to back their stablecoin, UST. Yep. 
That's a lot of money, 10 billion, right? This is a top 10 project. Yep. And they're going to become the 40th largest holder in the world of Bitcoin. Right. That's massive. That's they a, have a lot of buying power. For sure. So that should prop it up. That's a lot of money pouring in. And then once, let's say once he gets to his 10 billion mark, who's to say they don't buy another 10 billion worth again? Well, it's a double catalyst, right? <clears throat> because on one hand, you have a guy with $10 billion buying Bitcoin. You know, at, at, the, at the very base of it, why does number go up? Number goes up because people buy it. Mm. So you have $10 billion of dollar inflow coming into Bitcoin. Then you have the news of that dropping, which makes people like, oh, I need to FOMO in. I need to get in before he does, right? Yeah. So it's kind of creating a domino effect, a FOMO effect in the market, all from this one person. It's a double, double whammy effect. Yeah, yeah. So that's a big one. <clears throat> um, another big catalyst, as everyone knows, we reported it last week. Uh, Russia with the possibility of accepting Bitcoin in exchange for their oil or natural resources. Why did this happen? Was it, it was because of the oil, uh, all the sanctions, right? Sanctions, right? So So they need to find another way to, I guess, export, receive money. And if it's not really completely regulated yet, Mm. the US can't stop that from happening. So that's kind of been one of the two catalysts that's come out of the, you know, Russia, Ukraine situation. Uh, the first one was when sanctions were put on the Russian banks and the ruble. A lot of the Russian millionaires and billionaires bought Bitcoin straight away. So that was kind of one of the early pumps in this bounce. So there have been a few catalysts coming from the unfortunate situation in Europe. But the one with um, this recent one with them accepting Bitcoin is kind of a double-edged sword because I see that um, prompting NATO and the American government to regulate Bitcoin faster because they don't want Russia to get away with this but it's, it's tricky. How, how, how could they possibly do it? Right? Yeah. Well, you have decentralized exchanges. They still have to put all the... If you look at how long, you know, for example, the marijuana report is, it's like 500 pages long. How big is this report before they actually get this right? You can't just put some, some willy-nilly you know, proposal into place and then pass it and then it actually ends up fucking up everything else. Yeah. So I don't really know if the, government, if the US government can step in just yet and kibosh what Russia could potentially be doing right now. For sure. Either way, that was a huge catalyst. That yeah. morning that we woke up and, you know, Russia had pumped Bitcoin, right? <laughs> yeah. That was a huge green dong because they said that they were potentially, it's like, you know, people hear that kind of thing, a big country accepting, possibly accepting Bitcoin for or their oil or natural, it's like, this is the path to the globalized digital decentralized currency, mm. right? So that was a big one. And on the topic of Russia, um, you also have the Russian billionaires buying foreign assets right. outside of Russia because their economy is absolutely just tanking right now. You don't want to be a billionaire in Russia holding properties, holding businesses when they're just going to com- continue to decline. Mm. So what are they doing? They're using crypto to go and buy foreign assets. Right. So that's also another use case and a ton of money flowing into the sector. Buying power again, right? Yeah. And another thing to come out of the war, and you know, we talked about this on our wartime stocks episode, we nailed it. You look back at all the wars. The best time to buy is you buy the invasion, as crazy as that sounds. And if you look back at the Bitcoin charts, the lowest point was the invasion. It, it came true exactly. So that's another reason why Bitcoin is bouncing is because when the fear of a war breaks out in the world, the markets tank. But it usually, proven time and time again, goes up from there. The yeah. worst part is the uncertainty of the start of the war, the invasion. So since the invasion, Bitcoin has bounced. And that's another catalyst that's come from that. Yeah, remember at the very beginning how terrifying it was? Like, you know, kind of put yourself in the shoes again, right? Back back when the war was first announced. And it's like, oh my God, are we getting conscripted? Is there going to be nuclear weapons? Mm. Now there's talks of 
there's peace talks, yeah. which I'm not buying uh, for the record, but it almost seems like the world has kind of forgotten or at least our circle. Yeah. You know, you go on Twitter, it was igniting. Oh yeah. Any video you posted about the war lit up right now. It's kind of back of mind in a way. You know what I mean? That's people, you know, psychology. You just forget about things. What's the next thing? You know, it's always onto the next thing. Everything seems like the biggest deal where when it happens, but people are so quick to forget. Yeah. So that's the, you know, an unfortunate reality of humans right now. You just can't focus on one thing for more than a week. Mm-hmm. So the shock factor of the war has, has worn off mm-hmm. um, for better or for worse. And that's another reason why Bitcoin and crypto is bouncing because people are getting in the stock market because things are getting back to normal yep. and markets are recovering. That's right. Um, the other catalyst I wanted to mention was that the Federal Reserve didn't announce any more tightening policies or take more, taking more money out of the markets than had been planned. Mm. So I think a lot of people were fearful that they were, when they had their last meetings like two or three weeks ago, that they were going to announce even more rate hikes and even more tapering. Right. But they didn't. So it ended up being priced in. And that was yet another bullish catalyst for both the stock market and crypto. Yeah. There's a ton of bullish catalysts coming in here, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. We also had the EU. Uh, there was that proof of ban. They wanted to ban proof of work yep. or put some language in to maybe curb it a little bit. Right. That also passed, uh, you know, where they're not banning it. Yeah, they, they struck it down. So that's great because yeah. I think it's something like, what, 12 to 14 of the Bitcoin hash rate is done over in Germany and Ireland. So if they did pass that, that would took a lot of miners potentially off off the network, right? Dropping the price. So that's a ton of bullish catalysts that we just covered, and that's why we've seen this bounce. Yeah. Um, from the charting standpoint, if you look at Bitcoin as a one year chart, as a six month chart, what you've seen is from the high that we discussed, November eighth, down to January twenty first. I talked about a downtrend, right? What that means is lower lows are being put in and lower highs. So it's bouncing from a, a, a high down to a low, down to a lower high, down to a lower low. And it keeps bouncing like that. It kept bouncing like that for almost three months mm. until January 21st when it started ranging. And then it ranged in between 36 and 40K. And then what we saw, and I've been talking about this in the Discord for a while, I've been posting about it on Twitter, the triple bottom pattern played out, right? It formed three bottoms, textbook, and then... Boom, right. the last spike we saw last week. So we, we called that in the Discord. And now what we're looking at for is a retest of possibly 45K. But honestly, Bitcoin's showing a lot of strength right now. What do you think? It is. Um, I'm still cautiously optimistic. Mm. You know, could see it come back down to maybe that 39, 40K range before, again, going back up. But it's so tough to say because of all the catalysts that we just mentioned. Yep. Technical analysis is, you know, one key piece to the puzzle. And there's, you know, a lot of guys out there who only do the TA, but there's so many other factors at play that we do have to consider. For sure. For example, like I'm not a big TA guy. I know you're getting a lot more into it lately and I totally respect that. The guys who only do TA, it's like, yo, we need to check some other factors here. Yep. For example, on one of the podcasts we discussed, what could be one of the biggest Bitcoin catalysts to come? And that's Apple right? coming in, right? Remember we talked about how many stakeholders they have, the billions of dollars. What was announced today? MetaMask is going to be introducing Apple Pay. Love it. So we're about to have a billion people with Apple phones all of a sudden easily entering the market. This means you can buy crypto with your Apple Pay. Love it. <laughs> yeah, this is this is all so many bullish catalysts right now. You know, I still have all these bears on Twitter. Uh, one of the big ones blocked me today <laughs> because I called him out. But... Um, 
you know, they're saying this is, this is the dead cat bounce. We're going to 30 K we're going to 20 K. I just, I find that hard to believe at this point that we're going to go sub 30 with all the bullish catalysts and all the buying pressure and all the corporate adoption. I just don't see it. Some of those guys though, like that's their persona. Yeah. They've developed a following based off of bearish news. They're trolls. They have to stay bearish. Yeah. Just in case it goes, they went, I told you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> told everyone. <laughs> yeah, but I'm definitely not buying it. Yeah, for sure. So at the moment, we're sitting around 47K. Yeah. As we can see, if you're watching the show, it's in the background. We're consolidating above a major level of resistance, which was 48K. Another thing I nailed in the Discord. I said, Ooh. once we get to 48K, I'm, I'm taking profits. And I took significant profits at 48K. We bounced off 48K. We're sitting around 47. Um, we're consolidating like this below resistance is a good sign of strength. Right. The fact that we didn't bounce right down, you know what I mean? It wasn't just a huge fall off. Yeah. That's right. So so we could be forming a bullish flag. It's it's, <laughs> it's looking good. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm more optimistic now than I have been in many months, as many people are. But you still have to remember that the price of Bitcoin is controlled by the whales. Mm. These huge, large net worth holders that manipulate the price. So what we'd want to do is just look for the clues of what their next narrative is, right? right. So as you said at the start of this episode, they want everyone to FOMO in right now. Does that mean they're going to break it down so then everyone panic sells and then they, they, then they go back all in, right? So it's, it's a plan. And the only way to really stay updated like this, you have to join the Discord That's, because we're yeah. talking about this stuff all the time. Or listen to the podcast. Or listen to the podcast. So make sure you hit the like button. Yep. Comment, subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast. Join the Discord. This is, we are, this is a very important point of the crypto potential reversal. So mm. you need to be locked into this news. Yeah. And we just had like some bearish sentiment for what felt like so long. I don't think they want to shake people out just yet. Mm. You know, if imagine you have all these new people coming in, then you shake them out again. Yeah, everyone's gone forever. You're gonna lose them, man. Yeah, you want to put. You've already created bag holders at 69k. Let's not create more bag holders here. For Especially sure. With the new technology, you know, it's just hitting the mainstream again. You got grace. You have grayscale. Have you seen this? What? So you know how the SEC is constantly laying the books down on everybody. Now you have Grayscale fighting back saying, we're going to sue you right. if you block our Bitcoin ETF. The spot ETF, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. So that's because they just, they said they have 800,000 clients ready to go. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like The buying power on the sidelines for Bitcoin and crypto right now is astronomical. You know, you have these people that are waiting for it to be regulated. You have the people waiting for the spot ETF. You have the people waiting because they're, they're Apple Pay. There's just... A laundry list of people <laughs> waiting to get into crypto. Waiting. Waiting. And it's happening. It's it's crazy. You know, like our friend sent us these Bitcoin and Ethereum hoodies. Um, and I go walking around and people ask, you know, they ask about it. And you just realize it's still so early. People are so interested, but they don't know what it is, right? Mm. Just have to remind yourself it's still early. I think I just, I was just out the other night and I'm pretty sure that this guy told me that he sold his house and went all in on ethereum <laughs> love it <laughs> just because he saw your hoodie yeah that's why yeah I, I think i might have been wearing it oh that's great all right so as promised how are you playing it how are we playing this how are you playing so because we did talk about the 48k resistance mark um and knowing that it was going to come back a little bit did take some profits at 48k and i'm waiting uh, for a little bit more of a pullback, I already have my core key positions. Like, you know, I'm holding like my quant and my H bar, yep. you know, plays like that and some smaller caps that we, we've discussed. But I'm ready to go all in, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. The sentiment is real. Yo, yeah, I'm all in. 100%. But if I'm thinking that and the market knows that, yeah, be careful. You got to be careful. You got to be very <laughs> careful. Personally, I went all in on the build up to this last pump because I saw the signs. I saw when the initial pump and then, you know, between maybe 
39, 40, 41, 42, I was buying heavy, mm. buying heavy large cap alts, you know, my Solana, Avalanche, Near Protocol, Algorand, Cosmos. Yeah. I bought a ton, a shit ton of those. And then we spiked to 48K and I took a ton of profits. Yeah. Um, I'm letting the re less ride for now, but I'm looking for two things. One, as I mentioned earlier, a possible retest to 45K. That's the neckline. So it would be a perfect bounce mm -hmm. on this triple bottom pattern. Or the, the thing about that is I was, I was sure that was going to happen, but I feel like now everyone thinks that's going to happen. Like that's what I'm saying. We're going back into the psychology now again. The market. So if everyone thinks something's going to happen and it plays out to a perfect pattern, it's not going to happen. Exactly. So I'm thinking maybe we're just going to push right back through and up to 50K. Mm. So I'm not going to potentially wait to buy anything else until we go to 45K. I'm monitoring the situation on a daily basis. You know, I've, t I've taken about half my profits from 48K. Um, but if I see a, a potential sign of reversal or another too, bullish yeah. catalyst, like I'm going to be buying more. <clears throat> spe specifically... What I am doing with a lot of the money I have made, I'm looking to low caps. Yeah. Because when Bitcoin moves, we've seen this where the meme stocks fucking move. Oh, or yeah. the, meme, the meme coins yeah, move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they can go up 50, 60% in a few days. For sure. So I am playing a little, little with those as well. Yeah, you can get riskier as the bull market comes back, right? And we've always talked about the path to all season. Bitcoin, Ethereum, large cap, small caps. Mm -hmm. So you got to be one or two steps ahead that's right? what, and that's what i'm attempting to do yeah yeah i like it but here's the thing like if you really need to if you really want to know what the good small caps are what the good mid caps are you have to join the discord pretty this much. is where we're putting the gems in so if you're listening to this i mean we're going to be doing episodes about small cap gems as well so make sure to subscribe mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. this is a potential it's a huge reversal if the bull market is back how high can we go now are we going to break the all-time highs are we going to 100k like everyone said is it going to happen i don't know well if you go back to like episode 12 or something like that you asked like where do you think we're going to be at the end of the year yeah i said 100k was that 2021 though <laughs> no at the end of this year okay because yeah, we said right. you know everything gets lengthened yeah yeah the we left, talked about the, the lengthening of the cycles yep i'm like if you do the math on it it's looking like it is possible by the end of 2022 that we could be seeing that that 100k mark i like it this is an exciting time there's tons of small cap mid cap large cap picks that you need to stay updated with mm. i'm excited yeah. Hey, make sure you tune into the next episode. That one's going to be a banger. All views expressed by speakers on the BeanPod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the BeanPod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.